0: We live in the day of the 24-hour news cycle, and most of what we hear is bad news. With a steady stream of evil reports, it is easy to forget that God has provided good news in a bad world, and that good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we join Scott Pauley as he opens God's Word to remind us of God's good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and how that good news not only encourages us as believers, but is also the message this unbelieving world desperately needs. Let's join Scott now. A radio news reporter in New
1: York City during World War II famously began every broadcast in those difficult days with these words, There is good news tonight. I like that, don't you? In the midst of great darkness and difficulty, he began every broadcast, there is good news tonight. May I say there is good news tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this. There is good news because the good news is found in the unchanging character and eternal work of Jesus Christ. We return today to this classic gospel passage, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Let's examine it a little further. First Corinthians 15 begins this way, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Now, so, notice, first of all, the integrity of the gospel. The integrity of the gospel is uh, that the same gospel that you receive when you get saved, when you trust the Lord Jesus as your Savior, is the same good news that works all through your life. He said you received it, and now you stand in it. Friends, that's integrity. Sometimes you can get good news, what you think is good news, and suddenly find out it's not so good news after all, and uh, it changes. But friends, the message of Jesus never changes. Notice also the influence of the gospel. Paul said, I preached it. And he said, you have received it. I love this. It was good for Paul. It was good for them. It's good for us. So the influence of the gospel is it moves from person to person, generation to generation, but the truth is powerful to all who will receive it. So you have the integrity of the gospel. You have the influence of the gospel. And then you have the ingredients of the gospel. Listen to verse 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So the scriptures are very plain. There are are three basic ingredients, essential ingredients to the gospel message. What are they? Christ died for our sins, Christ was buried, and Christ rose again from the dead. Friend, you can't be saved apart from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If it has no Christ in it, if it has no death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus in it, it is not a gospel message. Frankly, there's a whole lot of Bible preaching today and religious speaking today that is not gospel You can share things from the Bible without giving the gospel. You can talk about God without giving the gospel. But apart from the gospel, no one can be saved. There is no hope. There is no good news apart from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And it's not just facts. This is very important. It's not just the information, the data. It is the personalization. Listen to the wording. Verse number three, Christ died for our sins. Perhaps you've heard all of your life that Christ died. Do you understand why he died? I remember asking someone that question years ago, and with a blank stare, this person said to me, No, I've I've heard that he died on the cross, but I don't really know why. Oh, let me tell you, he died for you. He took your place. He took your sin. He took your judgment. Christ didn't just die. He died for our sins. Christ did not just Uh, allow himself to be buried and then rise from the dead. He was buried and rose from the dead so he could give to you eternal life. This is very important. It must become personal, but these key ingredients must always be given. We must not neglect the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For example, this is the one gospel message. One gospel. There's only one gospel. Sometimes I hear people talk about, of the four Gospels in the Bible, and they're referring to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. A better way to say that is they're the four Gospel records or the four Gospel writers because they're preaching the same Gospel, one Gospel, just from different vantage points. They're each giving their own, their own Spirit-inspired uh, perspective and account on the life and ministry and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there are not many ways to God. There are not many ways to heaven. There is one way. His name is Jesus Christ and we must understand and believe the gospel to be saved. But then this is what I want to bring you to today. There's not only an integrity in this gospel. It's according to the scriptures, and it it continues. There is not only an influence in the gospel. It works uh, with Paul, and it worked with the Corinthians, and it works with us and all who will believe it. There are not only ingredients to the gospel, but I want you to see that there is a great indictment To the gospel. And if you think I'm talking about lost people, I'm not. I'm talking about an indictment on those of us who know it but don't give it. Have you ever noticed this verse? Right in the middle of this great resurrection chapter, I mean, right planted in the middle of one of the most positive, exciting, thrilling, shouting chapters in the whole Bible, you find this verse 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34 Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. I don't know about you. That's deeply convicting to me. I'm not saying shame on you today. I'm saying shame on me. That I know it. I'm around people who don't know it. And I don't share it. The indictment of the gospel is that we have been privileged to hear it. We've come to understand it. Thank God we have believed it and received Christ. But now we're sleeping through the harvest. Listen to what he says in the verse 1 Corinthians 15 34. Awake to righteousness. God's people need a gospel wake up call. I fear that the next spiritual wake up call some Christians are going to hear is the trumpet, of the rapture of the church. And then it's going to be too late to do anything about it. The harvest will have passed. No, we must wake up now, awake to righteousness, and sin not. We want to talk about the world's sin. What about our sin? Uh, You know, it's easy to spot their sin, fleshly sins, and, and talk about how evil and wicked. But remember, him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if we know we ought to be getting the good news to others, but we're not doing it, guess what it is? It is sin. He says, wake up, stop sinning. Here's the reason. For some have not the knowledge of God. Aren't you glad you have the knowledge of God? But Some don't know what you and I have heard thousands of times. Some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Now, we're living in a world where everybody wants just the positive message all the time, but every now and then, the Holy Spirit, like a dagger to the heart, just brings uh, the, the great guilt and shame of our own sin back to us and reminds us uh, that it's time to stop being disobedient and start to obey the work God has left us here to do. Can you think of the person who gave you the gospel? I'm thinking right now of the lady who gave me the gospel. On the day of my salvation. Can you think of someone who gave you a track, spoke a testimony, prayed for you, brought you to a gospel meeting, explained the way of salvation, whatever, somehow they influenced you, got you the gospel, and you came to Christ. All right, here's the question. Does anyone think of you that way? Would anyone say that you were their gospel contact? You were you were their gospel bridge, the person who got the good news to them? I tell you, there's a world that is sad. Uh, and a world that is mad, and a world that is bad. And you know what this world needs? It needs a message that is glad. It needs good news in a bad world. And that means we must take the gospel of Jesus Christ and share it with those who've never
0: heard. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank God for the transforming power of the gospel of His dear Son. And may this truth stir our heart as we seek to impact those within our influence with the good news of Jesus Christ. For additional resources on the gospel, we invite you to visit Scott's YouTube channel and view the playlist on the sermon series entitled, The Joy of the Gospel. These four Bible messages were given in a revival meeting, and they will surely be an encouragement and help to you as you live a life focused on God's good news. And until next time, we hope you will enjoy the journey.